TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Speed just a quick the BetQL. You want to beat the books? Let's talk about LSU, who had a truly rough second half against Florida State, but don't give up on the Tigers just yet. They traveled to Mississippi State as a 10-point favorite, and I love them to cover the spread. Mississippi State barely beat mediocre Arizona despite being plus four in turnovers. Look for LSU to bounce back big time and cover easily. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interview. Hello. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where. There's rubble and dust, cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Happy Friday. Today on the radio show, Jason Smith's going to join us in the next segment. And Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. And then, I hesitate to say Jeffrey will make me. Have I run out of money, Jeffrey, completely? No, no, you're good. Okay. Good. Then we'll do, uh, then Jeffrey's. And, and like I said, the last two years, I've noticed that all financial institutions have been very. It's been a struggle. Very accommodating. Uh, it's it's been a little struggle mm-hmm. for s- some of us uh, lately, and wherever wherever we're invested. That's how you know college football doesn't really count right now. I uh, I'm a. Uh, I'll say this. I um. I want to say a word on behalf of sports writers out there because last night, I was. 
listen, I, I know, I, I know there's people who deserve greater support and sympathy than sports writers. Like, you know, maybe anyone people, else, people on the front lines, you know, uh, people who protect us and keep us safe and people who are pick up our trash and people who like, uh, who check out our groceries and like, uh, uh, fix our power. So y'all may have mixed feelings about that, that industry, but, but I, I was so happy last night that after that grand mess of a game, I didn't have to go down to the press box, listen to all the stuff, and then stay up till two in the morning writing a column trying to make sense of it. Like Correct. there are times in my life when I do lament that I'm not much, honestly, but that I've I don't really write about sports anymore. I talk about sports, sort of, here on the radio show from 9 to 11, and I'm thrilled I get to continue to do that. There are times I want to fire off a sports, but they're fleeting. And then on a night like last night, you know what the really, the, one of, the, one of the, the worst columns to write, and, and there, there are columns that you just get used to writing over your course of your career over and over again, one of the worst is the ugly win column. Yes. Because you don't know what to do with it. The ugly win column is better than the, uh, than the heartwarming loss column, than the sure. moral victory. Like the moral victory column, you really feel kind of pathetic writing that. There, there are times, there are certain moral victory columns that I've written that I felt 100% good about, like the Cotton Bowl column, sure. right? Like, because that was writing about the experience, and that experience was, in fact, a victory for the city of Memphis. But mostly moral victory columns are the worst. But ugly win columns, pretty bad. Yeah, they're up there. Because, and honestly, we will discover that today because you don't really know what to do with it. And, um, and that was the circumstance last night. I did go to the game. And then I came home from the game, and so then I watched the end of the game on TV as I watched the Eagles game flip back and forth. And it, was, it became a gripping. It did become, don't you think, a gripping, weirdly gripping end of the game for Memphis? Well, for sure, just because, like, I actually did, I don't know, like those last two possessions where Navy has the ball where you're sitting there going, like, I think they're going to score, and then they didn't. When Navy had the right. I'm sorry, when Navy had the ball, sorry. And yeah, then, well, I mean, Memphis won a game. Memphis won a game. And their last two possessions, they turned the ball over. Correct. Once and as they were, score once, once, you once, don't usually win that. You don't usually win a yes. You don't usually win a game when you turn the ball once. By the way, as you're walking in for a touchdown, and then again as you're just trying to ice the game, you throw right. a ridiculous pick. I, you can make a very decent argument. That in many ways they deserved. If I won't say they deserved to 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 lose because they made then winning plays too, right? So, but I will say this: had they lost, they couldn't have blamed anyone but themselves. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um. So, because Navy also made losing plays too. Yes. Oh no, no, they were matched yeah. losing play Correct. for losing play. It was a war, and uh, and there were some winning plays mixed in. There's no question about that. Um, it was bizarre, and I was kind of glad that I, I was glad to be there. Beautiful night, just perfect, beautiful night. 
so I was glad to be there and experience. I went and set out stands at some point. I, I took it all in. But then, honestly, I was glad to be watching on TV at home. That spot was so ridiculous at the end. Like, the game ended. It's always tough, though, with the camera angle. Maybe that's probably it. The camera angle made it look like he was a yard and a half And there was no question on that. From the angle of TV, you're like, there's no way he got there. From the angle, but it was at an angle. Correct. It was not straight on. Um, So Memphis wins on a replay of a spot. Uh, And so there you go. But the problem with it is this. What do we think today? I don't know. And in a little bit, I think we'll take some calls just because. But here, so here, I, I, it's funny. I, afterwards, I tweeted the following. Final verdict. Winning beats losing. Three zip, three, three and oh is great. But if you're trying to figure out how good the program is, Drawing 25000 for a nationally televised game and barely hanging on to beat Navy is worrisome. That's all true, right? That's what I that, – that's, that's Yeah, the I, would agree with, I would agree with this. Now, I then get a lot of people who agree with me, but then I get a lot of people who say, leave it to local media to go negative. And, and I'm, with, with all due respect, what is negative? I'll read it again. Final verdict. Winning beats losing. 3-0 and is great. But if you're trying to figure out how good the program is, drawing 25000 for a nationally televised game and barely hanging on to beat Navy is worrisome. That's all true, right? That's the whole tweet. And I didn't even say it's atrocious or embarrassing. or I said it's worrisome. Worrisome meaning as someone who cares about the program, when you see the crowd of 25,551 and when you see Memphis not cover get gashed defensively, give up 430 yards, turn the ball over twice in the last two possessions. Um, When you see Seth Hennigan play a pretty indifferent game, throw a really atrocious interception at the end, when you – that to me, and when you have high hopes for the season and understand how important this season is, those things are worrisome. That's all I said, worrisome, not embarrassing, not awful, not atrocious, not whatever. How in the world is that negative? Is that negative? I mean, all I, all I kept thinking about when you said that is when they would show the, the crowd shots during well, the let's final. Let's talk about the crowd, yeah. The crowd shots during the Well, I'll forget the – I'm not even focused on the number. I'm just right. talking about you the people that were in the yeah. building. Uh-huh. Did they look worrisome? <laughs> oh, no, everyone was worried. Yes, no, no, everyone was worried. Yeah, everyone was worried. Yeah, okay, they, and now this was a, this was a and this was not what people wanted was them to cover, look good, create some momentum going to Missouri, all of that and and you want in the early parts of a season, particularly when you're playing teams that you're supposedly better than, it's not just it's not just the scoreboard because you're analyzing to say, you see this in the NFL right now. Sure. Like, the Eagles last night, yeah. right? Okay, so you look at them, you're happy they're 2-0 if you're a Philadelphia fan. Yep. But at the same time, you're also analyzing subjectively, um, how do they look? We don't, the, we don't run the touchdown plays like we yeah, used to. How, how do they look compared to the Niners? I'm, I'm, I know they won, but I'm a little— Compared the, to the Cowboys. The passing game doesn't look great right now. No. I'm, I think it's fair as an Eagles fan to say, 
Glad, really glad to get the win. Sure. Glad to be 2-0. and But there are things here that do not make me but, happy. But thank God for Kirk Cousins. Thank God for Kirk Cousins. Thank God for a Minnesota team that has now fumbled the ball away six times in two. I'm like, that is Josh, – Josh Allen is out there saying, hold my yeah, beer. exactly. You know, like, he's hold my beer. Well, Josh had the unfortunate reality of not playing at noon. So, uh, so I think it's entirely reasonable to – be happy that they're 3-0, and and you're giddy with a win. You get a win is great. Yeah, you're 3-0, and you get to enjoy the whole weekend of football. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But if, you're, if that wasn't – if that wasn't – if that wasn't worrisome to you on both fronts, on the football front and on the crowd front, I don't know what you're looking at. I mean, the announced attendance was even below the – the opener, correct? Because well, yeah, I think announced I mean, yesterday. If, just talking, if you were just talking about attendance, stunningly beautiful night, nationally televised game, only game in the in the in the world. Um, Navy, which supposedly brings people, I, I didn't notice a huge crowd either, from yeah. the, in, the, in the Navy, and you drew twenty five thousand five hundred fifty one. I think that was the number twenty five five fifty one. Yeah, right. And um, we we saw the the issue. I was the issue. I put it over thirty, and I was wrong. We saw also the the issue about the paving of Central Avenue, but that impacts yeah. only people getting in the building. That yeah, doesn't people, people don't people don't stay home because Central Avenue correct. is getting paved. That's what I'm saying. Like yes, that, right. that only exactly. that only impacted slow them when you got into yeah. the stadium. That didn't impact tickets sold because no one knew about it. Yeah, I, unlike the Bethune Cookman game where I drove right in. Left half an hour before the game started yep. and drove right in. This time I drove because I was working on this column that's up at the Daily Memphian now. That um, and I and I was I missed the first touchdown. I was I was late because people were backed up, um, and that's just because it was an evening. It yes. was an evening game, and so you had evening traffic. Plus, you had people who hadn't been there tailgating all game. Everybody yes. went at once. But and you know what? I, I'll ask y'all the phone number. Uh, we're going to talk to Jason Smith next, then Chris Harrington. Uh, and uh, and then we'll do Jeffrey's bets. But the phone number is 445-0929, 445-0929. Try not to go negative, people. Uh, what do you think? Like, why, what, uh, give me oh, your... Give can me, I start doing this? When I start getting all the shade about the bets, uh-huh. can I start yelling say, at people, go don't, negative, go, don't, don't go, go negative? negative. I would, I, as long as they just say... You know what I would tell you, Jeffrey? The first two weeks about the bets... Worrisome. Yeah. It's worrisome. Yeah, well, it's Jeff, me, don't you? Me. Well, let's just look at you. Local <laughs> media is going negative. So, um, I honestly. It's not I, even the end of the first quarter, if, Jeff, and you're you, already going negative. If I was to go negative, what I would say is this. What the hell has happened to this program? It used to be fun. It used to be big crowds or averaging over 30,000. It used to be fun. And honestly, last night was kind of pathetic. So the way that I kind of and 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 let's be honest, it, how this ending is going to be inevitable. It's it's just a question of when Ryan's gone. That that would be me going negative, but I didn't say that. I'm not going negative. Um, I'm saying it's worrisome. That's the word I've settled on. Four four five oh nine two nine four four five oh nine. You you tell me though. I, I I this is one of these games. You're the columnist at the end of the game. You got to sit up there and bang something out about what this means. Uh, like Tim Buckley did at the day, Memphian. I've tweeted that out. Like I was grateful that I didn't have to. 
So instead, I just got to fire off one tweet. You tell me what you took away from the whole, whole event last night. It really is good that they're 3-0. and They could beat Missouri, be 4-0, and and all of a sudden there's real excitement. <clears throat> but I heard Jason Smith wondering whether there was a buzz yesterday. And then, I, you know, then you get 25,000. That's not much of a buzz. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the people are like. Uh, 445-0929. If you want to weigh in, that would be another thing. Maybe there's such a difference, Jeffrey, that we that that uh, maybe that's where we are. That's its own little test. Who do we got? Jeff, let's start with Ron in East Memphis. Ron, you're on, buddy. Hey, Ron. What's going on, guys? We all right this morning? We're good. Great, great, great. Man, I've been waiting to call in on a number of subject matters. So, well, just uh, the floor um, is yours, Ron. Fire away. <laughs> this is the Ron yeah. Show in East Memphis. Go ahead. Well, I went to the game last night. The game was good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I wasn't really into the actual game, though, because no. the game was what it's always been. It's been average. Like, I understand. I'm from Memphis. I was born and raised here. I grew up a Tigers fan. But for some odd reason, people expect the football program to be just this. They expect it to be bigger than what it is. And the reality of it is there's no investment in the foundation of the football team. There's, there's no businesses around the stadium. There's, I don't even see a Simmons Bank anywhere in the vicinity of the stadium, but they're sponsoring the stadium. So I don't see us moving past where we've always been, which is – didn't strike you, Did not strike you as big time last night. Is that what you're saying? I didn't, I didn't see how we can even look forward to being in a Power 5 conference with the investments that we have yet to put into the infrastructure. Well, and that's funny. It's funny. I, I, I got some emails from people who are saying, if they can only drive 20, draw 25000 why do you need to put the money in the stadium? And I guess the counter-argument would be, if you have a nicer stadium, it would help, right? If you fix up the stadium. I but don't that's know. just the entity. That's just the entity right. that's there. What right. about the you businesses that just support? Yeah, a lot of yeah, some, a lot of stadiums are in the yeah, middle of every nowhere. every stadium you go to. There's viable businesses around. There's no right. viable businesses around. I don't know. There's there's people doing a lively selling twenty dollars to park on the front lawn. If that's not a viable business, they're running, making I don't know the what most money. <laughs> <than anybody. laughs> uh, we appreciate it, Ron. Thanks very much. Uh, that's Ron. I don't know what else he had to get off his chest. Four four five zero nine two nine is the phone number. Who do we got? Jeff, let's go to Bill in Cordova. Bill, you're on. Hello, Bill. Hello, Jeff. You're spot on. Listen, I'm a big Tiger fan, have been all my life. They can't run the ball at the end of the game to run the clock out. They can't get a consistent two, four, five, six yards. They can't do it. They can't do it against Navy. The wide receivers who run backwards and they catch the ball is the most aggravating thing I've ever seen. That was a, he would have gotten the first down had he not headed the wrong yeah, way. He, was, he uh, yeah. got it twice, but you know I was learning, and he'll learn from that hopefully. hopefully. But it's amateurish, you know. These guys got to play like they're they got to play better. The coaches got to coach better. They can be better than this. We're three and zero. We can't. Did you see ESPN last night? They had us fifty percent chance beating Missouri. All right, I don't think that's accurate. That is not the. That's not the line. That's some kind of analytics they well, use. That's, that's that's promising. That's promising. They had us fifty nine percent to beat Tulane. All right, that's good. Um, uh, and so I don't know where well, they're good. getting this their analytics up, from, but that's you know, good. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. And then the sun is up. Thank you, Bill. So go Tigers. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. I thought Bill was going negative there at the beginning, but then 
Oops. But then he uh, he came at us with the statistics that they've got a 50% chance of beating Missouri and a 59% chance of beating Tulane. That- he is 100% right. The the Having the first down and then. Oh, down. that is so frustrating. Just fall down. Just fall the F down. Um, four four five zero nine two nine. who we got? Jeff, let's go to Durant. He is in Nashville. Hey, Durant. Hey, Jeff. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. So, yeah, definitely. I definitely feel what you guys are saying. Um, I love Ron Silverfield, but I, I, I feel like he's a great recruiter. But he doesn't have what it takes as a head coach to get the dog out of the the high level talent that we may have on the team, and he doesn't he doesn't do the the uh, hurry up offense the way uh Silver, the way uh Mike Novell used to do, and I feel like that's what really hurts the momentum of our running game because we have the athletes to get it done, but not playing the hurry up allows teams to be prepared, and we don't catch them yeah, off guard with running a, up the middle. There's not a lot of pace in that offense. That is 100 Yeah, it's not. It's no pace. And it's like and, – and I heard a promo before the game with him, with Ryan Silverfield, and he said hopefully like three or four times, and it's like that's a huge turnoff for me as a fan. I'm like, the head coach should not be saying hopefully. And, and you, if you go into a game hopefully wanting to do things, that's the product you get. So when I saw how they were playing that game, I'm like – I'm not surprised because the head coach was saying hopefully before the game. Thank you, Durant. We appreciate it. Yeah. All right. I'm less worried about the hopefully than Durant is. I'm not so much worried about the hopefully. Uh, but uh, uh, there, there are legitimate concerns. So my, that's my whole point. We'll take one more on these. Uh, 4490929, who do we got? Jeff, let's go to our friend Frank at the Skybox. Frank, hey, Frank. you're on. Hey, Jeff. Enjoy the show. Watching the offense sometimes is like watching paint dry. Uh, I, I'm surprised. I'm sure that uh, Seth woke up and went to the training room this morning. He got tattooed quite a bit. Um, yeah, he did. You know, it's a win, and I'm happy about the win. Um, do I have as much hope in beating Missouri? If I'm going to be honest, no, not really. But um, I, I, that's the thing. Go. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. That, I guess that's the bottom line, Jeffrey. If you, after last night's game, does that increase or decrease – your hopes that they will beat Missouri and Boise State from last night's performance? Or is it irrelevant because it's the triple option? I think – so the, kind of the way that I viewed last night, because I was, I was like you, I was kind of wrestling with the question of like, oh, all right, I've got to talk about this tomorrow. What does this mean? I think the defense actually has a legitimate reasoning or a legitimate reason for struggling last night. Short week, preparing yeah. for the triple option – I think that's actually a totally understandable reality. Like that, that just to me it was, and and very clearly they were better in the second half than the first half. Correct, too. like exactly. they, they they were figuring it out. Correct. very clearly they, they got was, gashed early. Correct. What I had no time for is your offense should have been moving the ball at will. They were so much slower. You had all day to throw. They had to bring essentially everybody just to get any pressure on them. And that opens up so many things. Like you have so many blitz beaters that you could have and guys were just running free and you could not take advantage. That was where I really kind of fell down. It's like, I I am willing to give the defense a pass, right? I do not give the offense a pass. I think it's a problem. I think that's all fair. At the same time, I would also point out this, get you some, watch you some Missouri. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like they they're having kind they're of having the, their own struggle. They're having the same things, and it's also on the offensive end. <sighs> All right, so uh, that's where we are. Memphis does prevail, twenty-eight to twenty-four. Three wins, zero losses. Can't complain about that. Uh, Blake Watson, I think we should not at least mention him because he was obviously the fumble was ridiculous, but he was terrific. Um, that one run was. Yeah, I mean, it's just the classic. It's 69 like nine yard run was. He was breaking tackle. He was first. He he eluded two guys. He was quick feet, and then he's breaking tackles. Yeah, but then like you know on the fumble, like I'm gonna give Blake a pass here. How many times do they go under center? <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Like it's yet right. again, it's like trying to do a gimmick, right. like something he, that you don't. Yeah, correct. Something that you don't do. They rush for two hundred thirty nine, two hundred thirty seven combined yards, and they're he not was, even down there if not for him. They are certainly, and you can make an argument. Why do you give it to him to reward him, or do you give it to? That's what it really felt like that it was. And Seth, twenty-three of thirty-five, two hundred eighteen yards, two touchdowns rushing. That pick, in addition to being a bad throw, he had another dude wide open. The guy who was outside was. In wide fairness, open. though, I do think it was actually tough to pick which guy was more open. <laughs> like that was kind of my problem with the offense last night. Is you had guys running free all night. All right, we do have some other matters to get to before we talk to Jason. How much of the Eagles game did you watch, by the way? Jake, I, I, I watched, Jake Elliott bombing a 61-yard field goal at the end of the first half. I watched I watched every stamp of each game. So I'm a little encouraged that the Eagles don't look like a wagon. They don't look like the Eagles, do they? They don't now, look like a wagon. What I will say is uh, get ready, folks. Because we started seeing this in college football, and I think now you're going to start seeing it in the NFL. This is just how teams are going to start playing. Like When you have these RPO-heavy offenses, teams are just going to start having you know eight guys deep. right? And they're just going to dare you to run the football and see if you can run it all the way down the field. And then when they get into the red zone, they're going to try to hold you to a field goal. We saw, we've seen that in college football, and that's the way that teams are playing the Eagles. And I'm also a little encouraged that, you know, A.J. Brown's starting to snipe a little bit, you know, starting to get a little drama. I got some. It's always good to see that. I got some depressing sniping, though, in a minute. Do we have the uh, clip of? I do. Of So this is Tony Gonzalez after the game. Of course, one of the Kelsey brothers, the lesser Kelsey brother. We can call him, I think we're going to call him lesser Kelsey brother. Might be just Jason. as talented. <laughs> uh, he, um, He's certainly the lesser known. He is the lesser known one. Uh, he was on the post game, and Tony Gonzalez did a favor for Americans everywhere. Just by, good journalism. Just good journalism by asking the following question. Hey, so you talk about family, and my, my, I have a 15-year-old daughter, and she's a big fan of a certain pop star, and you have a family yeah. member, a brother, I yes, think. Yes. I think. Yeah. And I've been hearing rumors yes. that there's... Maybe some stuff. Can you I, comment on this? I've seen these rumors. I cannot comment. No, it's for my daughter, okay? What are we doing? Ever since catching Kelsey, everybody has been infatuated with Travis's love life. So um, I don't really know what's going on there. Um, so, yeah, I know Trav is, is having fun, and uh, we'll see what happens with whoever he ends up. <laughs> I also work at a show called Extra. I can get you a, a daytime job there. So, not a denial. Is that how you read that? Is not he's having fun? Hope that he and obviously the rumor is that Travis Kelsey is quote unquote hanging out with Taylor 
How famous do you have? I think it's have? quietly dating. I think that's what quietly I think dating? I think I've seen that headline. How famous do you have to be to qualify to date Taylor? In other words, would Taylor Swift only date I don't know about her love life. You, 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 I'm sure you people can can keep me up to date. But it feels like to me she's mostly de- date there's no one as famous as she is. Correct. But she mostly dates famous people. Yes, right? the the la- the so not the guy that all the Swifties got, the other Matt, rock star, uh-huh. Matt Healy. Yeah. That, that's the guy that all the Swifties uh, revolted against. Okay. The guy before that, they were together for like five years or something. Okay. He was just like a finance guy. He like, was. Yeah, he was not a Swift. Oh, so she dated a non-totally that's totally But that really was guy. like the first real non-A-lister that she dated. I mean, occasionally you see really famous people dating non-famous people who were their manager? Yeah, you know, or, agent. or the, or yeah, the like, agent, or yeah, like who were working Reese with them. Second husband. That's I think, why was they agent. were close to. You know, that's yes. why they were in that circle, and they got to know them because Correct. they were maybe their their agent's assistant or something. Sure. But whatever. But you don't normally see them just meeting some dude. You know. Correct. <laughs> and 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 do you think you have to be famous to date Taylor Swift? I think it certainly helps. How famous is he? He's not that famous. No. I mean, his fa- his fame is totally dwarfed. Travis Kelsey could walk around Memphis and, and no one would recognize him. Because eh, he's now doing commercials. Some he's, people would recognize him. Yeah. And he's also 6'5", 260. Well, that's true. You know what I mean? Like you're, even that's if, true. You'd, you'd, you'd look like, at him and say, is who he, is that? Is that uh, somebody? Is, correct. You'd say, is that somebody? There's no question he is nowhere her, near her level of fame. Like, I, I would... But I mean, how many people are at her level? Can I hope that it is going to tear apart? Oh, uh, absolutely. Can I absolutely? He's getting. Why? What what would be the mechanics of that? He would be depressed when she she dumps him. She doesn't exactly have a history of lifting people up. Is that in true? Terms, Don't say in terms that. Of You're going to bring Swifties down Correct. upon us. Oh, I'm Jeff, fine with that. I'm ready. I'm ready to go cannot, to war with I, I do not I, want to take I, on listen, the Jeff, Swifties. I have been on this. I've no, been ready. This can't is a do war that. that I've been ready official, for go ruin, since 2011. Go ruin, go ruin your own afternoon yeah. show. Uh-huh. Don't ruin this one by turning off the Swifties. Okay, other moment of a uh, little bit of controversy. DeSanto Rollins, Ole Miss defensive tackle, has sued... Uh, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, the entire entity, for forty million bucks, ten million in compensatory damages, thirty million in punitive damages, um, alleges that Kiffin uh, took adverse reaction against Rollins, quote, on account of race for requesting and taking a mental health break, but not taking adverse action against white student athletes for the same request, etc. And the story over at ESPN, I don't know if it's anywhere else, but the story is over at ESPN, and. So, uh, and you obviously know more about this than I do because you're 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 plugged into Ole Miss, I presume. But among other things, they have audio, and the audio or a copy of a transcript of a conversation between Lane Kiffin and Rollins was included in the lawsuit. Um, Rollins, evidently according to his allegations, was asked to transfer at the end of last year, told to enter the transfer portal, okay. told he was going to be moved to the scout team offensive line. He's a defensive tackle, and et cetera. He said he was having a mental, he needed a mental health break, et cetera. Kiffin 
tried to get in touch with him, tried to have him come in, evidently, even according to, to the Rollins' own allegations, and Rollins did not come in for a meeting, right? He then went in for a meeting, ultimately, and this meeting was taped. In, Ole, in Mississippi, you can, one, one person, you don't need permission uh, to tape someone. So if you, it's, it's here's some of the transcript. And this is Kiffin talking to Rollins in the meeting. Okay, you have an effing head coach. This is a job. Guess what? If I have mental issues and I'm not diminishing them, I can't see, I can't not see my effing boss, Kiffin said. When you are told again and again the head coach needs to see you, wasn't to make you practice, wasn't to play a position you don't effing want to, okay? It was to talk to you and explain to you in the real world, okay? So I don't give a F what your mom says, okay? Or what you think in the real effing world. You show up to work, and then you say, hey, I have mental issues. I can't do anything for two weeks. But if you change my position, I won't have mental issues. I guarantee if we effing call you in and you're playing defense, would you have mental issues? I definitely would, Rollins said. Um, and uh, Rollins also said, I mean, you're acting like my issues aren't real. I didn't say they're not real. You show up when your head, when your boss wants to meet with you. It wouldn't have to be like this. If you would have come here when you kept getting messages, the head coach wants to talk to you, you say, I'm not ready to talk to him. I wasn't, Rollins said. What effing world do you live in? Kiffin asked. I don't see why you have to be respectful, disrespectful, honestly, Rollins said. Get out of here, Kiffin said. Go. You're off the team. You're done. See ya. And guess what? We can kick you off the team. So go read your effing rights about mental health. We can kick you off the team for not showing up. When the head coach asks to meet with you and you don't show up for weeks, we can remove you from the team. It's called being a P. It's called hiding behind S and not showing up to work. Yeah, I mean, I the language— I, sounds reasonable yeah, there. I mean, I think people he's will He's talking like a coach. He's correct. using F-bombs, and he's not being coddling of him. Correct. He's not being respectful. But he did say, come see me in my he office. He said, come yes. see me, not to talk— And now he's mad that he didn't come see me, and he's talking to him, I hate to say this, like football coaches talk to players who are white and black. I also just, from what I know about Lane Kiffin, like, I just don't see favoritism to a particular race I mean, of I, people. I can't, I can't weigh in on that. But like this conversation, which Rollins submitted as 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 part of his submission, evidently, I don't. Maybe some of you disagree. And obviously, Lane Kiffin didn't need to use all those, you know, f bombs and whatever else. But are we going to say that coaches can't use f bombs? That's or it's a mental health assault. <laughs> well, also, he like, didn't I know he was being s- recorded. Yes, but they, that 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 shouldn't matter. You you don't. No, but you know at the what? Same time, Character like, is what you do when you're yeah, not being but recorded. My point is, my point is like I judge. If you don't know you're being recorded, I judge the content much right. more than like what you actually say because you like. What he's saying is, you should have come to talk to me. You're on the team. That's what he should have said. Correct. I mean that that's what he said, and I I think he has a fair point. Now maybe I'm. Maybe I'm get off my lawn guy, but I hate to say this, at least from this small bit, I don't know the whole, I haven't read all the pleadings, I don't know anything else about the case. It doesn't seem to me like you should pay him 40 million bucks. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Okay, two other moments of high drama. Uh, one is um, one is the Coach Prime stuff. I just, it's going to get, it's getting so much attention yesterday and today. And there, here's the truth. There is no one, I hope, who's defending Jay Norvell for saying such a stupid thing. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't think. Is mean, there like there's some? There's no sides to this. Everyone's like, "What were you thinking, J- Jay Norvell?" In case you, no, it's like why case, poke the bear? In like, case yeah. you missed it, Colorado State coach Jay Norvell said, "When I'm uh, when I when I talk to a grown up, I take my hat and glasses off. That's what my mama taught me." Uh, talking about Deion Sanders, and then of course the internet doing what the internet does went and found every single and the, interview he that was he did not take wearing his a visor. visor. Yes. He's wearing a visor. He's a visor yes. guy. Of course, so he he doesn't take his visor off. Well, the internet's going to get you if you you know if you. But it was just so stupid. The dude is coming off a fifty to twenty four home loss to Washington State. He's going to get his ass beat. Why do you do this? That's just dumb. So my suspicion, huh? You know that you know that you're probably going to get your ass kicked again and so you How does try this to help well i think i think that you saw the people clapping in the room like you you're you're getting you're, you're maybe you're playing to your boosters i guess you're like talking to your boosters and making sure that they hey we got the right guy we got the right guy and then sadly sadly here's what the worst uh of, of course um stefan diggs you know we we had this oh boy stefan diggs and his uh and 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 the Bills reporter who works for the Bills on a hot mic saying that he's uncontrollable, et cetera. And 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 Stephon Diggs tweeted a, a tweet that I it was fine. The tweet his, what he what his response was um, it's hurtful what she said. This is why people don't like the media. Whatever else, okay, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. It was fine. The one that was bothersome was his brother. Down there in Dallas. Yeah. Trevon Diggs said, mm-hmm. he tweeted out this, gotta get bro somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. Safe? Is he unsafe in, Bal- in Buffalo? No, but that does suggest uh-huh. that there's yeah, the- real, if, if that's the brother's interpretation of Stefan Diggs' existence in Baltimore, in Buffalo, whether it's agreed in reality or not, it's essentially that he is not appreciated in Buffalo, and I don't think he means by the reporter. I gotta get bro somewhere. I just safe. keep going back to you. Like, is this just the Stefan Diggs life cycle? Like, yeah, it's fine, but I don't, I don't like the Stefan well, Diggs life cycle. You know, you know, how everyone's like the contract complicates it because you can't. Correct. He's not easy to move. Um, you know, how <sighs> everyone's doing the the Bills window is closed. The Bills window is closed. I think that's absurd. I think what we have seen is as long as you got a quarterback, your window, you can figure out a window. What I do think might be true is the Stephon Diggs window of productivity might have might have closed. Uh, you snap into action uh, this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $200 in bonus, in, in bonus bets guaranteed. And uh, right now, all customers who bet $5 get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. All I got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, and unlock these prizes. Must be 21 old and present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook Gambling Palm. Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account. Current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel any time. Uh, welcome back. Talk to Jason Smith. We're late to get to Jason. Then Chris Harrington. Uh, and then Jeffrey is going to... Uh, it's going to start to climb back out of the hole. Uh, that's what's going to happen. It's the Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The NFL season is here, and now's the time to get incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers bet 5 bucks and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get 100 bucks off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's right. All customers who bet $5, $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins and kick off the NFL season with an offer you do not want to miss. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime recent weather taking a toll on your roof a team roofing has you covered literally with their 24-hour tarp service to stop further damage i pity the fool that doesn't check out our online reviews a team roofers.com Attention taxpayers, if you or your business owe the IRS back taxes, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship and is now accessible through Tax Help USA. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. For this free information, call 800-948-9401. 800-948-9401. That's 800-948-9401. Are you looking to shoot your shot? Long Shot at Arrive Memphis is serving up great bites, beers, and your favorite games on TV. This season at Long Shot, the playbook is wide open. They've got delicious food, classic drinks, and a crowd cheering on your favorite college and NFL teams in HD. Are you game for a little shuffleboard and beers on draft during halftime? Long Shot has got you covered. You and your team can kick off the season in style at Long Shot inside Arrive Memphis at 477 South Main. Howie, when a guy and a girl come into Robert Irwin Jewelers looking for an engagement ring, why is it a different experience with you guys? We know every guy and every girl have a unique and wonderful love story, and their ring should be unique, too. Whether it's picking a ring right out of our showcase that's ready to wear or custom making the engagement ring of your dreams, we've got you covered at Robert Irwin Jewelers. From every budget to every style? Oh, yeah, of course. Bigger, brighter diamonds. Better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. I feel bad for the Johnson kids next door. Their parents just use their phone for home internet. So when everyone's online, it could be mad slow. Tom can barely play a full round of Horse Commander 3. 
Luckily, we get fast and reliable internet from Xfinity, so I can game while everyone's on with basically no interruptions. Hey, Jess, can I uh, borrow some eggs? You want a game here? Please. Now through September 21st, get 75 megabit internet on the Xfinity 10G network for $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. And ask about how you can get one free line of unlimited mobile when you upgrade to 400 megabit internet. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity internet. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code WRIGHT, W-R-I-G-H-T, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's. 21 plus to wager, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Ready to elevate your holiday luncheons and parties? Owen Brennan's has private dining rooms for large groups as well as intimate gatherings, incredible food, and cocktail menus to fit any budget. Don't wait. Book your holiday party today and let the good times roll. Finally, NFL football is back, and so are incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet that $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app's so easy to use. All you need to do, visit FanDuel.com slash Fuller and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. 21 plus and present in Tennessee first online Real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. What's up, everybody? I'm Danny Parkins, based out of Chicago. This is my buddy Andrew Filipponi. He's based out of Pittsburgh. You really got to check out our podcast, First and Pod. Twice a week, we're going to break down the NFL after Thursday night football and Sunday night football. It's every team. It's every game. It's all 32 teams. We give you a complete picture, and we get into it. We don't kiss each other's fannies on this show. New episodes of First and Pod available when you wake up every Monday and Friday morning throughout the football season in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sadeghi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight. 
to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Right, back on the Jeff Calkins Show, joined out by Jason Smith. Jason and John every day from 11 to 2. All right, so Jason, here we have what we would call a uh, ugly victory last night. Just give you a little, give me a little preview of your show. Are you going to go negative or are you going to look at the glass as half full? Um, best way to do my show is typically to just sort of uh, wait and see what John does and react. <laughs> now, react John, though, you got a problem. Because you got a problem because you cashed he's going last to be night. John is going to be one extreme or the other, and not that I, I always look to, to balance uh-huh. it out, but um, if, 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 if I'm extreme and he's extreme at the same time, it's going to be a problem. Probably shouldn't do the show together. So what I like to do is just sort of react. In terms of what I'm going to say, yes. um, you know what? We, yeah, it was an ugly win, and we can get caught up in, the, in the how ugly it got in those ter- two turnovers, particularly there late. That you, I mean, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot there, and and, and I mean, I, I throw on too, just how easy it was for Navy, particularly early. You did you did adjust. A lot of that was tackling. I mean, it was just bad early on. All that said, you come through three and zero. You're the only team in the American Athletic Conference without a loss at this point. And while I don't feel more confidence in terms of their ability to beat Missouri, it's not like you come out of that one feeling better about beating, you know, their chances of beating Missouri next weekend. They're, they're, you know, uh, college football teams win ugly all the time. And the, and the fact is, winning ugly can end up being a skill. And so, uh, ultimately, this isn't going to matter, especially if you go out and beat Missouri next week. We're not going to look back and remember how bad you looked against Navy. So, no. look, they're, they're 3-0. and We said this is what they had to do. A uh, little bit unfortunate that there hadn't been, I guess, a little bit more of a a buzz that the you know that crowd's not a little bigger last night. I I will say in their defense, I think I think John hit on this early. You know, it's it's Thursday night. It's out of the routine. You know, you got to get people on a weeknight to go. I think that I think that's part of the reason why the numbers lower than Bethune Cookman. Like I don't think people are out now more out on this team than they were earlier in the season, right? But because you've gone out, you won two games. So that said, I, I'll I'll let that just sit and say Thursday night game. The hope is. You know, you, you perform at least well enough against Missouri. Hopefully, you get the win. That when you come back here against Boise State, those numbers look a little bit better. Winning will take care of it, even winning ugly. And if they continue to do that, uh, I think the crowds will will eventually arrive. Here, I mean, here's the deal. Uh, Giannato had a good stat. I, I thought for for Ryan Silverfield, it's ten and two now in the month of September. It's it's going to be what you do here in the next few weeks as we as we get through September. No, they started last year great again too. Like they started. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm four saying. And, and so yeah. it, we're we're not measuring this team right now. And and we you know we we never said we would after the three games. We're going to measure them after this next three, and particularly what they do down the stretch because that's where the issues have been. Yeah, I think what happens for any team, any fan base at any moment is 
you can only evaluate your team base. And so what you're doing is, whether you're an Eagles fan looking at last night or a Bears fan looking at last sure. week, or you're looking at, okay, what do I think of my team and how they will do against the coming schedule given what my eyeballs tell me? Like, that's what, sure. we're, that's what you, you, you sort of do. And I think that's the degree to which it was worrisome. But as other callers have pointed out, over at ESPN, and now the screenshot has been sent to me, um, ESPN statisticians project that Memphis has a 50% chance to beat Missouri, a 71% chance to beat Boise State, a 59% chance to beat Tulane, and a 70% chance to beat UAB. Well, that seems very promising. Yeah. You, you know what's going to determine that? Number number one is, I mean, you, you got to tackle better. You're not going to be, a, you know, this, these are SEC-level athletes. You go out there next next Saturday and you tackle the way you did in the first half against Navy, you're going to get run over. But, but I just wonder if Memphis, from an offensive standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, Silverfield, uh, 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 Cramsey, are those guys going to adjust and and give and, and give your personnel the best chance because I think that's what we've learned. If anything, through the three games, Jeff, this is just where I'm at. You got a stud in, in Blake Watson, right? And so and so, what I I mean, I, I just it feels like football 101 to me is what you would do here is now adjust a little bit rather than having Seth Hennigan throw the ball 35 times and Blake Watson gets just 10 carries. I mean, I know he what he had six receptions as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna start leaning towards Blake. You know I, I've got I, I don't feel an obligation to play three or four running backs if I got a guy I feel like's a star and if I got an offense that's now you know sort of uh, you know I, I'll be honest with you when Blake Watson runs the ball he reminds me of those old NFL running backs that Memphis has had in there and it's 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 not just the moves it's how you know I, I realize he fumbled late and that that was a tough one you hope this doesn't become a situation like. Brandon Thomas, where he started out well, then the fumbles and the injuries, it's like you never saw him again. I don't get that sense with, with Blake Watson, who's done this now a couple of years, rushed for over 1,000. My point, shift things towards that kind of offense. Put more, you know, get, let, forget 10 carries, let's give him 20. You know, let's see how good Doc, Blake Doc Watson Holliday can be. Doc Holliday makes that point. Doc Holliday, of course, the old running back. Give a dude 25 carries, yeah. We, we got Seth Hennigan out here throwing 35 times and taking a whooping while he's doing it, I'll be honest with you. And you don't have receivers necessarily who can at uh, 100% create separation, but then know enough to know, hey, man, get the damn first down. Stop running backwards. Like, that happened too much last night. So, so instead of focusing on explosive passing plays – See how much, see how dynamic you can be in that run game with a guy that looks like an, a damn stud in Blake Watson. That's what I do, and and I again, that's what I feel like would give me the best chance against Missouri, and that's what I, you know, if that if you're using the three games for anything, I think that's one of the takes is how can we be better offensively and more efficient? Man, it feels like you can put the ball in his hands and you can see what he can do. Anyway, I, I just wouldn't feel an obligation to be so. Okay, balancing it, you know, let's give Ducker six carries or whatever it was, four for the other guys. Man, let's just see what you got in Blake Watson. I, I hope they decide because they've got some days now. That's the one benefit of having the, the short week is that you now get extra time to prepare for Missouri. Um, give that offense the best chance, and I think the best chance is to put it in his hands rather than telling Seth Hennigan can go out there and throw it 35 to 40 times. Why would Jay Norvell say such a stupid thing? Uh, it's just – I don't know at this point. Maybe, maybe uh, I, I tried to I, I tried to get in his brain and ask myself the same question. Uh, I, sometimes you get you know you get led into these things. You get you know you get you get 
fired up and everything else, and they, they sort of lead you into these questions where you feel like you got to say something big. And I guess this was his coach's show or whatever, and so maybe he's in that, in that spot feeling pressure because he's going against, you know, some of the, the folks that are making all the news and you're making none, like there's no expectations of you whatsoever. Um, but in the end, I mean, I, I, I imagine he regretted the moment he walked out to his car. Like, like Deion, immediately Dion's telling this to his guys, you know, he was going to eat this up like a steak. He's telling it to his <laughs> guys in the practice. giving him exactly so, what he wants. And like, so I'm sure, like crazy. I said, he, so, so he must have felt a pressure to say something, to give them something, because, of course, the story's Dion. What do you think about playing Dion? Can you believe this turnaround at Colorado? You know, all of that, and you're getting tired of that. You want to make some news yourself, probably. And so I think in the end, he just sort of he made a mistake underneath that pressure. I bet I, I bet you he'd tell you, you know, behind closed doors, man, I shouldn't I shouldn't have done that. They're going to get absolutely rolled. So I uh, I'll be listening at eleven. In fact, I'll be joining you on your show today. It turns out. So, um, but wait. I'll be I'll be listening at eleven, and um, I'm a little concerned because John he's already feeling flush because he hit on Germany winning the FIBA World Cup, right? Mm. And that that. Mm. And now he bets against his beloved Tigers last night. He takes the points, and he cashes. Um, yep. How no is shame. this? How the, is the this? Man, there's no shame. How there's is no this? shame about it. Yeah, but is it disloyal, by the way? Because I understand you can, you can, your team can win and not cover. Is it disloyal to bet against your team like that? Probably not. No. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's like we said, it's all business. It's never personal. I mean, Nino Brown. You know, told us that in New Jack City, yeah. it's, it's it's always business, never personal. John reminds us of that every day as he continues to bet against America and you're Memphis. Gonna, and everything you're else betting against America and yeah. Memphis. You know, yeah. it's just everything next, else that we next love. He's going to be betting against his daughter. You if know, it makes like money, it's, it, it makes sense for John Martin. Uh, well, I'll be listening. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, so, by the way, if anyone missed it, what Dion said after Jay Norvell, uh, coach Colorado State talked about taking off your visors and your hat when you talk. I mean, your hat and your glasses when you, dark glasses when you talk. This is what he told his team. He said, I'm minding my own business, watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach that I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that they said about us once again. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we got to do is, all we do is go out here, work our butts off and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they done messed around and made it personal. It was just going to be a good game, and they'd done rest around and made it personal. It was going to be a great task, Battle of Corrado, but they'd done rest around and made it personal. He also did a, uh audience response because it was, and they made it personal. Yes, that's Correct. how I, yeah, yes. I, I should say that. The, yes. the, the personals mm-hmm. were, in print, were Correct. in parentheses. Correct, and yes. then the team he, got to he finish was getting it. Yes. Them, he, got them all, he was getting them all involved. It was... It was so effing, like, why do you give someone it's a layup live exactly for what they want? It's just astonishing um, that uh, that happened. By the way, I don't know if we're going to get to it. Maybe we will. But uh, over the Daily Memphian, um, Sam Hardiman did a piece this did not. I'll be honest. This did not inspire confidence. Early vote. Early. Uh, early voting for the mayoral race begins today. I should have mentioned that at the mm-hmm. top of the show. Early voting for the mayoral race begins today. So there was a debate last night, and the candidates were asked their opinion on the stadiums. Okay. And 
their answers did not inspire confidence on the stadium controversy. Here you go. Ready? Here's your. All right, here's here the, we go. J.W. Gibson said the city should invest in all of its stadiums, including AutoZone Park. He said he didn't understand the whole scope of the stadium issue. Okay. Not great. Michelle McKissick said $350 million is a lot of money, and she wanted to talk to state leaders about getting further money to invest in neighborhoods. Okay. That's not answering the question. Okay, but... Well, that's the thing. No one's going to answer the yeah. question. And honestly, as Michelle McKissick's great. She's smart, and I, I like her. I don't I think she's going to win, and I don't know that. No, I definitely vote. think she's the best talker by far. But she could be mayor someday. Sure, 100%. I don't think I'm going to vote for her this time around because I think it's but, – but I'm not – I'm not criticizing her particularly. I'm just saying no one is going to say anything great about it. We're honest about this. Van Turner said he would bring everyone back to the negotiating table. He noted that the $350 million was not enough to go around. He said he would also make sure the project had an equity component and benefited the community. That's actually, to I mean, me, at least that's, that's an answer. That's a good, a good answer. Yeah. There's not enough money. Ding. And people have to go back to the negotiating table. Yes. And the Grizzlies are still at the negotiating table. Correct. The they never left. Paul Young said the Grizzlies and Tigers are very important to the community and the city would need to figure out the rest of the financing. He said he has a track record of managing big projects. That's right, right? Yeah. Um, they are. And and I do think, like, this is what Paul Young does. Like, he does – I would have some confidence. I'll be honest. I would have some confidence in Paul Young to manage this controversy. Um, if that – maybe of all of them. Uh, Floyd Bonner said the city was finally receiving the type of state resources that Nashville had received for years and he need, and needed to take advantage of the na- gifts that Nashville was giving it. That's not answering the question. Yeah. Karen Camper described Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium as dated. True. Facts. And said it needs to be invested in. True. She noted some of the debates seen in the community. She said the city should keep the Grizzlies in the city. I agree with that. Bold take. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there you go. That's, uh, that was tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News in order to secure convictions in a court of law. It is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four. Donchich, the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.